Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this question. Can test positivity rates tell us anything useful at this point? It's day 79 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 14,792 cases with 488 deaths. Last night I talked a little about what we can safely say about that second number, the number of deaths, based on what we know about the likely scale of underreporting and misreporting of deaths. Tonight I want to talk a little about the test rates which are producing that first number, the number of confirmed cases. In India, a confirmed case is one which is certified as such by the Indian Council for Medical Research after an RT-PCR test conducted either in a government or a private laboratory. This is what the current situation on testing is. In all, India has tested 3.5 lakh people so far. We tested over 35,000 samples today and over 2,100 of these tested positive. One indicator that the ICMR's head scientist Dr. Raman Ganga Khedkar has mentioned more than once is the test positivity rate. This is the ratio of confirmed cases to total tests conducted expressed as a percentage. This number is 30% in the UK right now, 20% in the US and 15% in Italy. So the first point is that at 4% India's test positivity rate is low compared to some countries in the rest of the world. The second is that that 4% hasn't moved much. Here's Professor Shamika Ravi, an economist who has done a lot of work on health and a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution explaining it. So Rukmini one thing to note is that uh, uh, you know so far the ICMR protocols have meant that uh, you know that in the beginning it was meant to be only through people with uh, for people with travel history then they did the contact tracing of everyone who came in contact with those people right. then it was extended to patients with pneumonia right. then uh, patients with the asp- you know if you look at the respiratory acute respiratory uh, ailment symptoms so right. gradually they have been relaxing it however most of the efforts have been uh, focused on the hot spots or around them right Right. Uh, that's number one. Number two is that you know, from the twenty seventh of March, hmm. they really have ramped up the uh, testing. Hmm. So uh, you know, now it is it stands over one, you know, like one point four lakhs. So one hundred and forty five thousand, I think, is the number, and it it's steadily increasing still. That's yeah. one. But even with that increase, mm. uh, until the twenty seventh, we had about the infection rate. If you look at the percentage of people who tested positive, was around two two percent. That number, when this uh, number of testing went up, went up to um, approximately now four. Four. And yeah. now this massive increase that we are seeing in testing yeah. has still not translated into that four. That is the infection rate actually increasing. that we have stayed around for right so one thing uh, to note is that even with the slightly um, more open uh, protocol i mean yeah. they are relaxing the protocol and and, and which is good uh, and the number of tests going up the infection rate uh, it seems to be stable around 4% to me what's particularly interesting or frustrating about this indicator the test positivity rate 
is that it could potentially be telling us at least three or four things and some are good and some are bad. One, it could be telling a positive story, which is that the virus hasn't spread very far and by testing inbound travelers, their contacts and now people with mild or severe symptoms in the general population, we are finding those few positive cases while our testing strategy remains broad enough that all the rest are testing negative. Two, it could be telling a very bad story which is that we could be testing all the wrong people. Let us assume that the virus spread among migrant workers who have now set off for home and are not being tested much because surveillance is weaker in villages and small towns. The test positivity rate could be low for that reason. Or thirdly, it could mean that we are testing just the right populations, that our snowballing strategy is just right and we're capturing everyone and that's why it's not growing. One of the problems in this analysis is that India's testing strategy keeps expanding as it should, meaning that comparing a test positivity rate from one week to the next becomes difficult because the denominator, the universe of people from whom the testing population can be drawn, keeps changing. As India continues to expand testing and this number changes, it will still not be clear what conclusions to draw from it. As we expand testing, if we find that the number goes up, it could show that we are testing more effectively now. At the same time, if the number goes down, it could mean that despite broadening testing, we are not picking up any more cases and our testing is adequate. I thought of doing this episode on this issue partly because of a piece I read in The Atlantic that I've linked to, which was worrying about the US's high test positivity rate which really proves to me that you can argue this indicator means something and its opposite at the same time. Ultimately, the most useful thing might be to agree that the test positivity rate tells you more about testing strategy than about prevalence. As it happens, India's test positivity rate rose today. Is that good or bad news? You'll just have to take your pick for now. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.